Our Bible lesson for tonight is titled Biblical Principles That Will Help You Keep Your Pace During Difficult Times. Biblical Principles That Will Help You Keep Your Pace During Difficult Times. And our scripture reading will be coming from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 through 31. And I'm going to be reading from the New Century Version. Again, I thank you for your presence on tonight. I thank you for the uh, viewers that are coming to me via Zoom. And then I thank you again for those that are coming to us uh, via Facebook. Let's read the scripture. Isaiah 40, 27 through 31 says, People of Jacob, why do you complain? People of Israel, why do you say the Lord does not see what happens to me? He does not care if I am treated fairly. Surely you know, surely you have heard the Lord is the God who lives forever, who created all the world. He does not become tired or need to rest. No one can understand how great his wisdom is. He gives strength to those who are tired and more power to those who are weak. Even children become tired and need to rest and young people trip and fall. But the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. They will rise up as an eagle in the sky. They will run and not need rest. They will walk and not become tired. I've read this passage from the New Century Version because I wanted you to have a clear understanding, but I love how verse 31 reads in the King James Version. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that's how many of you have heard this passage read. The King James Version gives preaching power to the verse. And many of us have been through a lot this week. Many of us have been through a lot this month. And honestly, many of you whom I have talked to have been through a lot this year. Quite simply, somebody has been through just a lot today. Somebody has been through just a lot today. And so, after all you've been through, I want you to know you're still standing, you're still breathing, you're still giving him honor, and you have not lost hope. And how many of you know that difficulties are a part of our everyday life? When days are good, enjoy them because difficult days will come. But know that after the difficult days have passed, better days will come. And we're living in a time where we have become so holy that we don't want to acknowledge as Christians that we'll have difficult days. We want to pretend for others that living as a Christian means life will always be sweet 
always be pleasant and always be filled with miracles. Nothing can be further from the truth. Nothing can be further from the truth. And so because we're living the Christian life, I need you to understand that difficulties and suffering is a major part of it. The difference is that we find peace and joy in the midst of di difficulties because we have the spirit of Jesus Christ living on the inside of us, directing and channeling us in ways that we know will guide us through. And a statement that many will not immediately understand is that God allows difficult days to come into our lives. Did y'all hear me? God allows difficult days to come into our lives. And God intended for difficult days to be present in our lives so that we may search for them and learn to trust him to handle everything that we can't handle ourselves. In this past year, I've seen God reveal himself in my life personally in ways that are different than before. And I'm sure many of you, if you really take a good hard look at the circumstances and happenings in your life in the last few months, you'll see and sense the same, that God is handling things in a way like never before. But you got to pay attention. You can't just whisk past the situations that God places you in and not see him. He intends for you to see him and find him in everything. And there's a phrase I heard recently that I use a lot lately, and it's eyes wide open. Eyes wide open. And that's how we have to look at what God shows us with eyes wide, wide open. Some things he shows us are just a warning and it doesn't mean we can't do them if we still choose to do so, but we must do them with our eyes wide open, knowing that there may be traps and dangers in our choices. Secondly, God expects us to take heed to what he shows us and how he tells us to handle every circumstance. And it's of the most importance that you listen when life throws us difficulties. You have to listen. You have to watch because the time for pretending that you don't know what it is is over. And many of us have difficulties in every area of our lives and we refuse to see God. We refuse to believe God and we refuse to trust God. Oh, we say it. We say we, we see God and we believe God and we trust God. But you got to know our actions speak louder than any words. And if your actions as a man or your actions as a woman don't line up with what you say, then you're not listening to the voice of God even while being filled with the spirit of God. So let me say this about difficult days. I said it earlier. We're living in an era of pretense. We're living in an era where people are pretending to be blind to the real issues of their difficulties. Maybe it wasn't meant to happen that way. Maybe 
maybe they didn't mean to say it like that, but maybe God did intend for it to happen that way. Maybe he wanted it to happen just the way it happened so he could get your attention. Maybe God had them say just what they meant so you could know what was in their heart. Maybe they acted just like you knew they would. Many people say charge it to my head and not to my heart. But the Bible says what's in a man's heart proceeds out of his mouth. And many people believe that what they eat defiles them. We're, we're very worried about what we eat. We're, we're very worried about what we eat and, we, and we're worried about if we eat pork, that would defile us. Good evening, everybody. But the scriptures say clearly that it's not what you put in your mouth. It's what comes out of your mouth. And y'all don't believe me? My pastor always says, don't read the Bible too fast because you'll miss more than you catch. And many of us quote verse 18, but we miss verse 17. And here it is, verse 17 and 18. It says in Matthew chapter 15, do you not realize that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then it is eliminated? Okay, that's Matthew chapter 15. Write that down, verse 17 and 18. Do you not realize that whatever enters into your mouth, it goes into your stomach and then it's eliminated? But listen at verse 18. But the things that come out of your mouth come from the heart and these things defile a man. So see, what enters into your mouth is eliminated. But what comes out of your mouth came from your heart. So there goes that, charge it to my head, not to my heart. No, it came out of your heart according to this scripture. And this is, very, is a very unpopular statement that many Christians have trouble accepting. Family members can cause you to have some difficult days. How many of you in my internet audience would agree that family can cause you to have some difficult days. Mean and unethical supervisors can cause you to have some difficult days. Mean and unethical friends and loved ones can cause you to have some difficult days. But can you learn from difficult times? Can you learn from difficult days? And here's a quote I love from John Maxwell. It says, facing difficulties is inevitable. We have to face difficulties as we go through this life, but learning from them is optional. Learning from them is optional. So when I find myself in the middle of an ugly situation, I, I personally try to pick everything apart and see what went wrong and see what I could have done differently. And you know, one thing that many of us can do differently during difficulties, it's not fight. It's not curse someone out. It's not to try to keep proving your point or to keep stating your case. It's simply just to walk away. It's simply just to walk away. And many people think that walking away means you've been defeated or you don't love that person anymore. But no, it doesn't mean that at all. And the older I get, the more I understand that walking away means I still love you, 
I even forgive you, but I choose me. I choose myself. And in a Christian, as in saying that as a Christian, I choose me, it's just to say I choose peace. I choose peace. I don't no longer want to sacrifice sacrifice who I am to please anyone but God. So I choose to walk away and have peace. And do you know that when Jesus was nailed to the cross and the crown of thorns was placed on his head and when he was stabbed in his side, when he was spit on and ridiculed and put to shame and laughed at while people yelled at him that he was not God. Can you imagine his pain? So as a child of God, why do you get so discombobulated when you go through painful trials? 1 Peter 4 and 12 says, do not think it strange, this painful trial you're going through, you're suffering. This was not strange to Christ. Why is the fact that they lied about your character strange to you? For Christ, these were people he had been there for, people he had healed, people he had prayed for, people he loved, and people who claimed they loved him. Do you understand that he had the power to come down and save himself? He had the power to come down off that cross and clear his name, but he knew his assignment from God. And you have to know your assignment from God. And when you are serious about your assignment, when you are anointed for your assignment, the enemy is going to send his people after you. He's coming after you. And the same type of people who came after Christ are the same types of people that are coming after you. And many people attack others because they don't recognize that they have their own assignment. And you got to be careful walking with people and being around people that don't recognize their own assignment, that don't recognize their own anointing because when they don't recognize the Savior in their lives, they'll come after you as they did Christ. So what did Christ do? Instead of fighting back and pleading his case and telling his side, he looked up towards heaven and he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He said, it's finished. This right here is finished. He said, I did everything you told me to do, and they still don't get it. And he hung his head, and he chose peace. He chose peace. And sometimes when toxic behaviors and situations begin to torment you, you have to choose to stay on assignment and choose peace by choosing yourself. And Jesus chose himself. He chose to stay on the assignment that the father gave him. But he forgave and prayed to his father for those who came against him. And that's hard, y'all. That's hard to do when somebody has hurt you and whipped you and beat you and sped on you and stepped on you and put thorns in you and knives in your back. But you have to choose to forgive. And you have to choose peace by choosing the Father. Jesus had a series of difficult days, but he was prepared. 
And at the last supper, he knew that one was going to betray him. He knew that one that was very close to him had made a decision in his heart. We talked about that earlier, to betray him. And so Jesus knew he had to stay on assignment. And he said to the disciples, he said to those who claimed they loved him, he said to friends, he said to those he considered family, one of you, one of you will betray me. And Jesus was straightforward with them. And people don't like it when you're straightforward with them. You better know when you're straightforward with somebody, it is not always going to make them happy. But Jesus was straightforward with them. And so they all began to look at one another because they knew Jesus knew who it was, but they asked one another, is it I? Is it I? And you know why they asked if it was I? Because they all knew and we all know that we have inside of us what it takes for betrayal. All of us have inside of us what it takes for betrayal. So you can't look at me strange and I can't look at you strange. So stop pretending you don't hurt people or have the capabilities to hurt others. We do. We all do. And that is why God says in his word that we're wretched and filthy rags. At our best, God says we are wretched and filthy rags. So these 12 that Jesus had spoke to loved Jesus. So what am I saying? Sometimes those at your very own table, sometimes those in your very own family will betray you. And we got to stop getting bent out of shape over this. As painful as it is, it happens. If it happened to Jesus, why do you think it couldn't happen to you? But you know what Jesus told the one at the table with him? He said, hurry. Hurry and do what you must do. Because I must be about my father's business. Meaning, get on with it. Go ahead and move forward in your betrayal so I can complete my assignment. And Christians, please know that when you're truly on assignment for God, when you're right where you're supposed to be with God, there will be betrayal in the camp. There will be people coming against you. There will be people speaking against you. And there even will be people who will use your Christianity and your God-given purpose against you in an effort to promote their own agenda and try to get you to see things their way. Don't fall for it. We're in the last days. And one thing that this life has taught me is that it's very hard to change someone's mind about how they feel about you. So I don't even try anymore. If that's who you feel I am, if those are the things that you think I would do, then so be it. Look towards heaven, get an okay from God, and move on. The Bible says if you go in a man's house and your peace is not received, and you're not welcomed in that house, shake the dust off your feet and leave that place. That's Matthew 10, verse 14. If you go in a man's house,
and your peace is not received or you're not welcome in that house, shake the dust off your feet and leave. God is saying someone mistreating you is just dust. It's just dust. Someone that don't like you is just dust. Shake the dust off your feet and leave. And I don't know about you, but I've left many houses this year. Where are my people who are no longer married or who have walked away from a bad relationship? Did you ever change their mind about who they thought you were? Good or bad, did you ever change their mind? Did they ever change their heart about what they thought? you were capable of doing. Some married couples are still giving each other the side eye. Oh, come on now, I'm married, you married. You ever turned over in the middle of the night and caught your spouse laying there looking at you? And this is why when I counsel, I tell couples, sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. Because I feel one way and you feel another and there's nothing that you can say that's going to change my mind and there's nothing that I can say that's going to change your mind. I have a feeling about this and you have a feeling about this. So let's just have peace in knowing how you feel about it and let it go. And because I know how you feel about it, then we'll walk lightly. We'll tread lightly when we have to face that circumstance. Amen? Just have peace in knowing what you know and let it go. Let's move on. Otherwise, we're going to cause our marriage, our friendships, our, our work relationships to have some difficult days. Amen? Amen. And let's say this. If you want to avoid difficult days, Begin to remove toxic situations and remove toxic people out of your life. And if it hurts you, if it pains you, if it causes you to cry, if it causes you to stay awake at night, there's toxicity around you and in your circle. And God has already told you to move away and you won't. And if you don't want to move it, then if you stay, you have to choose that I'm not going down to your level. And you make them come up to your level. Make them rise up to where you are and let it go. So you got to stop playing. You got to stop accusing. You got to stop playing the blame game. Rise up. Make the people around you rise up. And you move on trusting God. The Bible says that in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves. And a man or a woman who loves himself more than he or she loves God is a danger to be around. But hear me well, difficult days are not just caused by people. Your finances may be strained. Your body might not be in good health. These things can also cause difficult days. So my purpose in this study tonight is for any of you out there listening to recognize that somewhere in the future, difficult times are coming. 
Difficult times are coming. Maybe difficult days are here and you're struggling to keep your pace. And how many know it's important to keep your pace, especially when things become difficult? Life won't wait. Life is going to keep moving and you have to do the same. God is aware of everything going on in your life and he's aware of every hurt and every pain. And as we go into this lesson, I pray for every person up under the sound of my voice that is experiencing pain. I pray for you. But let's go to our outline because, you know, as we always say, this don't have to take all night. Okay, so I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 through 31. I only have five answers tonight. So grab your pen and pencil and paper and follow along with me. Biblical principles that will help you keep your pace during difficult times. Biblical principles that will help you keep your pace during difficult times. And um, we read the text earlier. And the fact that the text brings up the idea of strength and that we are renewed in strength implies that there is weakness. Amen? And this text explicitly talks about those weaknesses. And that's a contrast that the text brings out. The contrast is between human weaknesses and God's strength. Think about that. Human weaknesses and God's strength. And when we become weak, we have to rely on the strength of Christ Jesus. And the inspired apostle, apostle Paul waited upon the Lord. He had a thorn in his flesh, a terrible thorn in his flesh. And the scripture doesn't tell us exactly what the thorn was, but, but he records for us that he prayed unto the Lord and he prayed three times that God would remove the thorn. And God answered that prayer, not by removing the thorn, but by giving him strength. And sometimes when we face difficulties in our lives, God doesn't necessarily remove that difficulty from us or remove us from that difficulty, but he will give us strength. God recognizes that we need strength to keep up the pace when difficulties arise. So let's look at the biblical principles that we must practice while understanding that there will be difficult times in our lives. Number one, you can keep the pace during difficult times by trusting in God's unlimited wisdom. By trusting in God's unlimited wisdom. Verse 28 says, Surely you know, surely you have heard, the Lord is the God who lives forever, who created all the world. He does not become tired or need rest. No one can understand how great his wisdom is. None of us can understand the true wisdom of God. We see things one way coming at us, but God has unlimited wisdom as to why he is allowing these things to happen in the manner in which they're happening in. 
so you can keep your pace during difficult times by trusting in God's unlimited wisdom. And you have to pray. You have to pray, God, show me how to trust you with everything I have. Show me how to trust you with my whole heart, God. Show me how to trust you and lean not towards my own understanding. But show me how to trust you, God, and acknowledge you in everything, in all your ways. Not my ways, God, but your ways. And so, number one, you have to trust in God's unlimited wisdom. Because this passage says no one can understand how great his wisdom is. And so if you're going through something right now and you're trying to understand and you're trying to ask God why, stop and just say, Lord, show me how to trust your wisdom in this. Amen. Number two, you can keep your pace during difficult times by allowing God to give you renewed energy, renewed energy. Verse 29 says he gives strength to those who are tired and he gives more power. There it is right there. More power to those who are weak. Mm, Y'all got to get this. This is healing right here. He says, it says you can keep your pace. By allowing God to give you renewed energy. That means you already have the energy, but it's running low. It's draining. It's running out. You ever just know by just feeling, you just having one of those days where you just tired. Not, not, not physically tired, but mentally tired. You're, you're, you're tired of thinking about something. You're tired of worrying about the same stuff. You're tired of trying to wait on the same, the answer that you're just tired. You're just drained. But it says he gives strength to those who are tired. And he gives more power to those who are weak. So if you become more weak, if you become tired, Pray to the Lord that he will give you more strength. That is so key, so necessary, so powerful. Because we're living in a time where you could turn on the news. You could call a friend. You could, you could hear from someone. And your entire strength, your entire peace is just destroyed. You, you, you just drain from one conversation. Amen. So number two, he gives you renewed strength. And sometime during the day, you just got to say more power, God, more power. Number three, you can keep your pace during difficult times by allowing yourself to be picked back up, mm. to be picked back up. Mm. It says in verse 30, even children become tired and need to rest. And young people trip and fall. Even children become tired and need rest. And young people, so this ain't an age thing. Amen? 
showing us that this is not an age thing when he says, even children, King James Version says, even young men utterly fall. Young, strong men utterly fall. It says, but the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. You hear that, Stella? Even people who trust the Lord will become strong again. Sister D, you hear that? Even people who trust the Lord, Brittany, will become strong again. They will rise up as an eagle in the sky. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. So you have to allow yourself to be picked back up. If you want to stay down, you can stay down. But sometimes you got to fight. And excuse my language, but I'm going to use a Bible word. Sometimes you got to fight like hell to get back up. You got to push your way back up. But you got to get back up. Ah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get back up, people of God. So allow yourself to be picked up. Mount up with wings of an eagle. My, my, let me move on. But you gotta get back up. You gotta get back up. Number four, you can keep your pace during difficult times by knowing the miles you've already darted. You gotta know how far you've run already. You gotta know how far you've come. You gotta sing the old spiritual song that says, I don't believe that he's brought me this far to leave me now. The Bible says he will never leave me or forsake me, so I gotta know how far I've come. I got to know the race that I've run. I got to know how far I've darted. And you can keep your pace during difficult times by knowing the miles you've already run. Verse 31, but the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. They will become strong again. That's personal for me, y'all. My personal testimony, I got weak these past two years, but it says the people who trust God will become strong again. They will rise up as an eagle in the sky. They will run and not need rest. They will walk and not become tired. Amen. Number five. You can keep your pace during difficult times by knowing the distance you've already walked. Not only knowing the distance that you've already run because there's times where you was feeling good and you were energized and he had renewed your strength and you had mounted up and you had ran. And you got to know the miles that you had ran. But then there's times that you could only walk. But even when you was only able to walk, you got to know the distance that you've already walked. 
You gotta know the distance that you've already walked. You gotta be able to look back and know how far he's already brought you. Whether you was walking, whether you was running, whether you was rising up, whether you was flying, you gotta look back and know. And that's what gives you the strength to keep going. Amen. They will walk and not become tired. This is when you trust in the Lord, when you trust in his strength, when you trust in who he is, when you trust in the renewed power that he gives you, you're able to run and not get weary. You're able to walk and not become tired. So while the days are short and the darkness in our lives seem long, I leave you with these five points that we've gone over. Keep trusting in God's wisdom for your life. Keep allowing God to renew your strength. Keep understanding that life will knock you down, but sometimes you got to mount up. You got to pick yourself back up. Keep running, and when you get tired and when you feel you can't run this race no more, run anyway. Believe I'll run on and see what the end going to be. That's what the old preacher used to say. I believe I'll run on and see what the end going to be. And when you can't run no more, keep walking. Keep living in the favor of the Lord. And while things happen that knock you down, don't ever let those things keep you down. Did y'all hear me? While things happen that knock you down, don't ever let those things keep you down. And lastly, keep knowing that the presence of God, the power of God, and the peace of God will always, will always see you through. It will always see you through. Holy and gracious God, our Father, we love you and we bless you, God, and we thank you for this lesson. We thank you for this message, God. Continue, God, to renew our strength. Continue, God, to renew our purpose. Continue, God, to give us more power. Continue, God, to give us more peace. Continue, God, to strengthen us, Lord God. Continue, God, to love us, God. We thank you for this message. Now show us how to run and not get weary in well-doing. Show us how to keep walking, Lord God, and not get faint. Thank you, God, for being our Lord. Thank you, God, for being our King. Thank you, God, for being our Savior. You're a good God. And you're worthy to be praised. And God, I thank you for everyone who participated tonight by viewing and listening, Lord God. I lift them up to you now. I lift their hearts up to you, their minds up to you, Lord God. I pray a fresh anointing over their lives now. I pray peace in the midst of this trials and tribulations that they may be going through, Lord God. I thank you for them, God. Now bless them as only you can. Bless them in a way, Lord God, that they would not even expect to be blessed. Bless their heart. Bless their mind. Bless their home. In Jesus' name, we pray. You're a good God. Amen. You've been listening to Biblical Principles. Thank you, Stella, for Kingdom Worshippers. 
And what a blessing it is to share with the members of Words of Wisdom Virtual Christian Ministry regarding the impact that Jesus Christ continues to have on our lives each and every day. This ministry is a Georgia 501c3 tax-deductible charity. If it has blessed you on this week, please feel free to support me by sending a tax-deductible love offering or gift of love via Cash App, P-A-S-W-O-W, or through Zelle. Thank you for your time, and thank you for welcoming me into your home. Remember to tune in each Wednesday at 715 I'll pray for you, and you pray for me. In Jesus' name, y'all have a blessed week. Amen.